Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Om Shanti. The time that we choose to be aware doesn't necessarily require me to just sit and meditate. But even while I walk and move around, I can be in a meditative awareness, which is awareness of the soul, the original, eternal, imperishable being of light. For a little while, I'd like to invite you to be present, to be here, and to be now. Allow your mind to settle in the moment, to relax. This meditation is about awareness. It's about becoming aware of your original and eternal self. It's about connecting to your truth. Let go of your name. And observe yourself feeling nameless. Let go of your gender to discontinue thinking you're a man or a woman. Let it go and observe how you would feel walking around without a gender. Let go of the role that you play and let go of the titles that you own. Observe how you're feeling as you are gradually letting go. Let go of your religion and put it aside just for now. And let go of your nationality and even the language that you're accustomed to. Imagine you have no name, gender, role, title, religion, nationality, or even a language. 
ask yourself, how do you feel at this moment? And in this feeling, who would think of you and who would you think of? The Supreme Soul would think of you and you, the liberated soul, would think of the Supreme. In this state of absolute freedom, I am truly who I am. A free, peaceful, pure, immortal, eternal soul. Allow yourself to just be absorbed in this awareness. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. That was Letting Go from Inclusion Revolution Together with Love by Yours Truly. Such a beautiful meditation and what a beautiful way to open up the new year and to really begin to recognize the deeper inner state of oneself. If this pandemic hasn't helped you to explore and find out new things about you, then I don't know what will (laughs) to be locked down for months upon months and it's going to extend into more months. gives us a really ideal opportunity to discover, to investigate, to enjoy, to celebrate, to let go things about ourselves. And there are times that we also reach out to other individuals to help us to kind of figure out a little bit more about what's in our future. You know, what's going on inside of that beautiful soul of ours? Today, our guest, Pam, who I'm going to be really looking forward to having us, she stumbled into astrology after meeting an astrologer when she emigrated to Toronto, Canada. Her journey into this subject has not stopped. It hasn't stopped since then. She spent eight years studying part-time with the Faculty of Astrological Studies, then achieved highest honors in her master's course. She now runs a very busy practice in the south of England, has a popular YouTube channel at Pam Gregory Astrology, and has authored two books, You Don't Believe in Astrology, Do You? (laughs) And the other one is How to Co-Create Using the Secret Language of the Universe. Today gives me great pleasure to welcome Pam Gregory from wonderful UK. Hi, Pam. Welcome. Happy New Year. Hi, Christiana. It's a great joy to be with you today. Same here. So I think you guys are still on lockdown in the UK or is things opening up now? Yes, we are. It's pretty severe and different areas of the country are in different tiers with different rules. But yeah, overall across the country, it's pretty severe. Yes, it is. But 
it has turned us inwards. I think that has changed people enormously. It's made them focus on what they really value in life, and it really makes us value human connection. Mm-hmm. I'd appreciate it if I have, I think. I hope so. It's caused such devastation around the world. I believe as of now there's 81 million cases it's been reported globally, and I believe 2 million deaths worldwide. So many folks have lost their jobs, losing their homes. They're relying on food banks for meals, and the governments and institutions are collapsing. What would you say was the clear message of 2020, and what did the stars say was going to happen in 2020 anyway? Did you remember? Yes, it was very clear, really, because we had a very important Saturn-Pluto conjunction on the 12th of January. 2020. And whenever that has happened in the past, there have been hard times and increased rules, regulations, lockdown and constraints. So astrologers didn't know what the manifestation, what the event was going to be. But we knew that those qualities of energy were going to last all the way through 2020 and beyond, actually. But things are changing very rapidly at the moment, which I'll get into in a moment. So that was about really us being turned inwards, but it was also at the same time together with these very top-down increased rules and regulations from governments, it's also partly signalling the deconstruction of the old order, which is very clear. And that will continue for another three years or so until we get into 2024, But the big message is about the deconstruction of the old order, particularly if there's any lack of integrity or lack of truth in how they have run their duties, essentially. So we're into that now. We're moving into a very different phase as we enter 2021, well, the whole year, but particularly the first two or three months are going to be extremely fast moving, could appear to be sort of chaotic and turbulent at times, but it's all about shifting us towards a new world and a new consciousness that is actually incredibly exciting because you may know, Sister Jenna, that we had a very powerful event just a week or so ago with the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction and that was on the winter solstice. Now that is a conjunction which repeats every 20 years, regular as clockwork, but This time around, it repeats every 20 years in the same element. We have four elements of earth, air, fire, and water. And for periods of 200 years, it stays within the same element. So for the last 200 years, that conjunction has repeated in earth. And the conjunction is about our worldview, our culture, our economy. So for the last 200 years or so, it's been very much about heavy industry and fossil fuels and density and materialism and our ownership and possessions. And we're now shifting into the element of air. Aquarius is air. And for the next 200 years, that conjunction will happen in air. And as I say, it defines our culture, our values, our economy, our kind of whole perception of how the world works and what's important to us. So there's going to be a very big shift from I'm here to make a living to I'm here to make a difference, away from this feeling of individual ownership into a much greater feeling of sharing, community, collaboration, 
how can I help other people, strong sense of philanthropy and altruism. And it isn't about losing our uniqueness. If anything, our sense of uniqueness will be greater, but so will our sense of being united with all humanity. And that is going to be really a huge shift that is incredibly exciting because other massive things are happening cosmologically which we haven't actually had in 12,000 years. So we really are entering a shift of the ages right now. So it isn't just same old every 20 years. It isn't even same old every 200 years. It's actually a 12,000-year shift, which is a huge shift in consciousness for humanity, which is incredibly exciting. Would you like me to uh, define that a little more? Yeah, well, one of the things I was going to ask you is it fascinates me that you can see that in astrology or in the stars. And I would love if you could share with, you know, those of us who might not know as much, you know, how do you get to see the future? And really are the way the stars lined up really influences the way I think and feel? Bizarrely, you know, that does seem pretty crazy. And really it's only after each astrologer has probably done several thousand charts that you start to think, do you know there's something in this funny old subject called astrology? Because, of course, in ancient times, it was incredibly revered. And it was part of their mystery school training. It was an essential pillar of that. And essentially, how it works, each planet represents a psychological archetype that is part of our consciousness. And the geometry between the planets actually becomes a sacred geometry with every geometrical aspect also having meaning. So what you're dealing with is a kind of multidimensional jigsaw of archetypal and geometric meaning, all of which is sacred. And when I do a person's chart, and I prepare for several hours for that, it's almost like holding sacred space for the essence of that geometric being, if you like. And my job, I have a great job, (laughs) is to help raise their consciousness within that set pattern that they've been birthed into, which the soul chooses, I believe, very much. So having studied for 45 years, and I am still studying, I learn something new every day, what becomes very exciting right now, if you can accept the principle that planets are archetypes and the aspects between them are our form of sacred geometry that informs who we are as beings. What is happening right now is new planets, dwarf planets, orbiting bodies that are way out in space beyond the orbit of Neptune and Pluto have recently been discovered which have a very different quality of consciousness, a much higher level of consciousness. And along with many other astrologers, I believe that these planetary bodies only become apparent to us, they're only discovered by astronomers, when our consciousness is at a high enough level to receive those higher archetypes. And all of them that I've studied so far are magical. They're quantum, they talk about an evolutionary leap in our consciousness, but they're also deeply connected to the earth in a kind of almost ancient shamanic way with this great sense of interconnection of the earth and they are all regenerative in their archetypes they're all about rebirth but also regenerating the the land 
nature mm-hmm. that has been polluted or laid waste. So we're moving into an incredibly exciting period, which initially is going to be a bit lumpy and rocky as the old order collapses, and we're going to be standing in a demolition site for a while, but with the green shoots of new consciousness coming through the broken concrete, if you like. So let me stop in here. Are you saying that in 2021, and looking at how the stars are lined up, there's a new age coming, and we can safely call it a golden age, and if that's the case, how much longer do you think? Will the whole year be that way, or is it setting the tone for that age to come in a few years from now? Yeah, I think we are moving towards the golden age is what I would say. You know, if we're looking at the pure cosmology of this rather than the astrology, apparently our Earth and our solar system is passing through what's called the galactic current sheet, which it does roughly every 12,000 years. And when it does that, a lot of things happen to the Earth itself. I mean, you may be aware that the Schumann resonance, which measures the heartbeat of the Earth, has been steady historically at 7.83 hertz. That's going up to crazy peaks right now. We enter this phase of massive amounts of gamma ray and neutrino light, which we've never experienced in our lifetime, as the Earth passes through the photon belt. Now, what that does is not only literally upgrade the Earth, but it upgrades every cell in our body. We are being kind of energetically and electrically repatterned to a higher level of being through this light. And all of that is measurable. That's scientific and that's measurable. As we move particularly, and this feeling of the golden age, although I think some of 2021 may be a little rocky, but sort of May to end of July and August will be particularly lovely, I think. Gradually, as we move closer to 2024, it will get better and better and better. And for me, if I'm looking at the cosmology and what we can measure, 2024 is the real birth of the golden age. If we're looking at, how can I describe this? There are four times in the year, the day before each solstice and equinox, come into harmony all across the earth. And that's measurable again by dowsing or the other methods of measurement. In 2024, we are entering a period for 200 years where all of the earth's energy lines are in harmony. And that's extraordinary. And so that should be a great era of peace, of bounty, of abundance, really, truly a golden age. But I think we're going to get increasing glimpses of that as we move closer and closer in the next three to four years. And, you know, for many people, they are feeling these massive shifts in energy in their body. Physical symptoms of literally our physical bodies are upgrading. More of our strands of DNA are coming online. We'll become much more psychic, telepathic, compassionate. I feel we'll start to, as we move into this era of air and away from earth, We will literally be less dense as beings. We will be able to blend with other humans, animals, trees, plants, birds, and hence that will bring up our empathy and compassion in a big way. I believe our sense of knowing, we won't have to study courses or look in a book. We will just be able to tap into the field of knowledge, the Akashic Records, if you like, 
and obtain information. So our superhuman abilities, as we would call them now, are going to start to come online in a bigger way. And there's going to be a lot of mental activity with that. But as long as we are anchored in our hearts and in love, we will be rock steady through this period. Wow. Well, you just really made us all feel so optimistic about the future. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so optimistic. And one of the questions that I have that I've been asking a few people is, do you see people coming together in gatherings much next year? Yes. Will they be coming back together again? Because a lot of people are kind of speculating those days are gone, blah, blah, blah. Are we going to start to come back together again? Yet for sure, we can find our tribe, if you like, online. We're going to come together digitally. I believe that through those months of sort of May to July and August, that looks like a particularly nice period. And in some way, I do believe certainly there'll be an incredible desire to come together, not only because we've missed it so much, that sense of human connection, but also because Aquarius is the sign of community, collaboration, groups. We will want to actually live in community. We're kind of all, to some extent, we're getting a repeat of the 1960s. (laughs) You know, peace and love and people wanting to live in communes then in a very positive hippie type way. We're getting a repeat of that. Now, I think that more people perhaps want to just go off and grow their own food and be off-grid and get out of the whole system. But the system itself is going to not be as it has been. I think 2021 will be a massive year of revelation and disclosure that will change many things about governments, how we are ruled. We're moving from a top-down system of rulership much more to a grassroots, kind of bottom-up as opposed to top-down structure in society, which will be much more decentralized. It will be people gathering together in local communities to grow their own food, and they will arrange their own local systems, which will grow into a very different social structure. But over the next three years, for sure, we are going to have less and less of this top-down control, even though there will be great attempts to hang on to that control. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's going to be the kind of clash, if you like, as we go through 2020. It gets easier and easier as we go through the next three years. Beautiful. Okay, for example, even though my mother's with me, she doesn't remember much, and I've been asking her, what time was I born? And she doesn't remember. She'll just say, oh, it's in the morning sometime. I went to get my birth certificate. It doesn't say what time I was born. Can you still read someone's astrology just from the day they were born and the possibility of what time they might have been born? Or does it need to be exactly the time that that soul went, eh? When it came out of the womb. Doesn't it? And I understand to the layperson it sounds completely bonkers, but for each day in each location, there are 1,440 possible charts, all with different oh, wow. meanings. So if I don't have a correct birth time, I cannot give the client correct information. And even if they say, well, even 15 minutes off in the birth time, Some of the information I will be giving them could be four to five years wrong because of that error in birth time. If people know pretty closely, you know, it's between kind of three o'clock and half past three in the afternoon, I will douse, first of all, but I will also more 
scientifically perhaps I will go back in their lives and I will give them a whole series of specific dates and ages when certain things happened and that things have to have a black and white answer. You know, did your father die when you were three? And you can't give a kind of, well, he sort of did and sort of didn't answer. You know, it's a very clear yes or no. Did you have your first child in this year? Again, it's a black and white answer. So I will ask them maybe 20 or 30 questions and that will pin down the exact time of birth, and off we go. If you know, if you get it working like clockwork going backwards, you can get it working like clockwork, therefore going forwards. But if it's beyond about a maximum of an hour of not knowing that window of birth, then the mathematical variables become so complex because there's three thousand variables in every birth chart. It just kind of, you know, blows my circuits. It, it, it's just too difficult. I mean. I did have a client who had no idea of her birth child, and she actually found a, an extremely gifted Indian dowser who gave her the birth time that I was then able to check with the method I've just described, and that birth time actually worked exceptionally well for her. So we actually got it. But if somebody doesn't know it, I'll just say, do you know what, it's just going to be a waste of you know your money and my time, because... I could be churning for hours trying to help you, and I won't be giving you correct information. I'll be giving you right. limited and misleading information, and I really you know, would never want to do that. How is astrology evolving? Is it changing? Or, I mean, truth is truth, stays the same. Yes, that's why I'm getting so incredibly excited, because they're actually called Kuiper Belt objects. Some of them are dwarf planets, but these are the planetary bodies that have very, very long orbits of several hundred years that are orbiting beyond Neptune and Pluto I was referring to, and really almost no astrologers are talking about them at the moment. There's one very wonderful astrologer in the US called Kelly Hunter, and I heard a presentation from her a few months ago and just became electrified by these archetypes. I mean, for instance, one of them is called Selassia, and in myth, she was the wife of Neptune, and she is mermaid energy. And she causes the light to sparkle on the sea from both the sun and the moon. And to me, she represents this very high-level photonic light energy that is pouring into our Earth right now. In fact, you can see it. You know, you may have noticed, Sister Jenna, that on a quite clear day, the light is very white. It's not so much mm -hmm. golden now, it's white. It's like on a clear mountain day when you're getting reflection from the snow. So to me, Selassia represents this new level of photonic light, which we've never had in our lifetimes. And apparently we haven't had it in about the last 12,000 years. And that is what is actually upgrading us. So learning about her archetype, just hers, got me incredibly excited. And then there's another one called Kwawa. Far too many vowels in it. But this is linked to... The dream lines in Australian Aboriginal song time, it's linked to other indigenous tribes where the whole archetype is about how we can, through raising our vibration through song and dance, we can pull a better reality into manifestation. So oh, I love that so one. My mother will love that one about you know raising <laughs> vibrations through song and dance. That's all she loves to do. She would love that. So isn't that amazing? So all of them are related to the quantum model of how reality yeah. is formed. And that is what excites me a lot, that they're in line with that. So they're kind of ancient, but also leading-edge quantum physics, if you like. 
because as we move into this new age, my very, very strong sense is that although people talk about, you know, we create our own reality, we're really going to get that. We're really going to understand that we are beings of light who can create with light. And if we can master our thoughts, our intention, and our frequency by kind of thinking of ourselves almost like we can twiddle a radio dial in us to pitch us to a higher frequency, we will learn how to very rapidly manifest a better reality than we currently have. I'm just solid goosebumps right now because if we can do that, even a few of us as individuals, we're going to pull the collective along with us to help them understand that too. Does the energy of God play a part in astrology? Because I don't usually hear a lot about that. God is in all of it. I mean, the tabloids didn't make the planets. (laughs) You know, it was God. So to me, this is sacred. You know, this is divine intelligence at play. This is God's language to me. So it's divine intelligence in all its different manifestations and levels and frequency. And it is why I believe astrology is such a fabulous modality. It isn't just practical. It can raise our consciousness by showing us in our individual lives how our outer reality is simply a mirror of our inner reality. You know, for instance, if I'm doing someone's chart, whether I'm looking backwards in their life or I'm looking at present time, you know, all I ask for is name, date, place, and time. And I will know before I get on that Zoom or Skype call with that client exactly why they came to me. I can clearly see the issues. And, of course, they always manifest that. And they say, how did you know that? You know, how did you know I was going through this challenging period of my marriage or in my work or whatever, or my health or whatever? Now, I can only see that by looking at their inner reality, their inner patterning, if you like, because that's our birth chart. That's our inner soul resonance for this lifetime. But it manifests in their outer physical reality for them. So it is completely a mirror. Outer reality is completely reflecting your inner. It is also doing that in terms of your level of consciousness. I say I've got the best job in the world, I think. If I, in that session, can explain, well, look, you know, it's difficult right now because you're living the planetary cycles at this level, but there's actually a higher level for you to live them at. If I can explain that to them, then warmth that can shift their whole perspective and shift their life. Because they start to play, the music of the birth chart has to play. So we can either play it on a couple of tin spoons on a rusty box, or we can play it magnificently with the you know, London Philharmonic. And that latitude is down to our level of consciousness. So my job in using astrology is a way to elevate someone's consciousness by helping them to understand how they're playing out the planetary cycles. Does that make sense? Of course it does, 100%. I want to have you back on, and this time I want us to do a Zoom video session and would love for you to do a reading with someone because I think what you've offered all of our listeners is such an optimistic view of the future, and I can't begin to tell you how that makes my heart sing today. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, I'm so delighted, Sister Jenna, because... You know, it makes my heart sing every day, and that's why I'm just so delighted that I kind of stumbled into it about 45 years ago. So, you know, I don't know where I would have been without astrology. It's enriched my life immeasurably in every aspect. I mean, it's just been 
such a great anchor. It's been such a great perspective. You know, I think I've been able to help a lot of people, and I do that very much in my YouTube updates regularly as well. And we need that as we go through this shift of ages because it could feel very destabilizing because it's going to be so different. And even if it's good different, it's going to be very different. (laughs) Indeed, it's been a blessing today. Any last-minute thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I think that the big last-minute thought is keep your frequency high. Whatever is coming at you in external reality that isn't positive, just say, not my reality, and put your focus on anything you love. A child, a pet, a tree, blue sky, anything to flick your frequency to a higher level instantly. Just say, not my reality. I am not going to feed and strengthen that negative timeline by giving it my attention. I'm going to put my focus and my attention on this timeline which is invisible, unformed, but that's why I'm going to feed the earth with unconditional love and I'm going to ride unconditional love and see where that takes me. You are the best. Thank you so much. All the very best. Looking forward to 2024, but looking forward to 2021. (laughs) It'll get better and better as we go through. It'll be rocky at times, first couple of months particularly. Just know that great things are coming. It gets easier all the way through. Love it, love it, love it. Pam Gregory, you're <laughs> awesome. The best website to get in touch with you is? The shorthand is pamgregory.com. The longer version is www.thenextstep.uk.com. I'm not simply because, you know, I've been working seven days a week for as many years as I can remember, so I'm not offering client sessions anymore, sadly. I just don't have the time, but I am going to use the time to research these deep space planets I've got a very busy YouTube channel, put out a lot on social media. I've got about a 7,000-word monthly newsletter, which covers global events and a lot of the kind of global development as well. It's all about the heart and unconditional love. Love it. Thank you so much. You have no idea how this interview touched my heart today. Thank you so much. Oh, that's really special. Thank you so much. It was a joy to be with you, Sister Jenna. Same here. All much the very love. Best. Be safe. Bye-bye. <laughs> What an optimistic, I cannot begin to tell you how much listening to what Pam said just planted such a seed of looking more positively towards the future. You talk to so many people and they're like, oh, doom and gloom. No, I'm not into signing up for doom and gloom, everyone. Let's listen to what Pam says. What do we have to lose anyway? Think about it. If we actually use the more positive state of mind as we're moving forward. Anyway, hope you enjoyed it. Please visit Pam Gregory, go to her YouTube, or go to thenextstep.uk.com. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we really are here to love each other the same. Let's enjoy some Karen Drucker. Here's Face of God. Have a wonderful year, everyone. You are the face of God I hold you in my heart You are a part of me You are the face of God You are the face of God 
Sister Jenna, you've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.